Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got Graham. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry Connick Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, how goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings on this Wednesday from our Smoothie King Center studios in downtown New Orleans. I'm Sean Kelly. Tonight, the Pelicans take on the Denver Nuggets and will look to make it four in a row now as they uh, will also look to go four games over 500 as a result and uh, really get this homestand fired up. 2-0 already in the homestand wins against Dallas and Philadelphia. Tonight, Denver rolls in here with a record of 18-27. and The Pelicans at 24-21. and and, uh, and right there, still lurking behind Phoenix for the eighth and final playoff spot in the West. I know we're not to all-star break yet, but uh, I think it's worthy of conversation and hopefully a push will take us to the All-Star break and to the eighth seeds who then fight everybody else off um, the rest of the way because um, we're past the halfway point. The All-Star break certainly is not the halfway point of the season. To me, it's just the beginning of the stretch run. I'm getting way ahead of myself. I don't want to get too far down the basketball road because we're going to talk a lot of basketball today with David Wesley. He's here on a Wesley Wednesday. And then Dave Pash will join us. Uh, and we get a two-for-one with Dave Pash today. Uh, he's going to help us with our NFL conversation, our Super Bowl prep, as he is the voice of the Arizona Cardinals and covers the NFL on a daily basis all season long. But um, I want to say on the side, but alongside those duties, he is a, a network television voice for the NBA on ESPN, also handles some college basketball too. So we'll talk quite a bit of hoops today with those two guys and NFL as well. Um, I won't talk too much to Dave about NFL Media Day because really, frankly, I mean, what were we to gain? You know, actually, I thought about coming in today. I thought about coming into today and hosting the Black and Blue Report, uh, much like, say, Marshawn Lynch would do as he displayed yesterday at Media Day. I'm here so I won't get fined. But then again, I, I like my job, so I will do the full Black and Blue Report today and then therefore look forward to calling a game tonight here at the Smoothie King Center without, you know, um, getting fined or fired, more importantly. Um, you know, look, with regard to the media day thing and, and Lynch and, and whether or not he wants to talk to the media, I really don't, I really don't care. I mean, if a guy either A, is uncomfortable um, about it or that's just not his thing, 
Good. Just lay out those ground rules. We'll go from there. Um, my only thing would be this. Uh, I think he held a press conference as a member of the Skittles company. Um, and then I'm sure with regard to either a foundation or some kind of a sponsorship down the road, um, when he is ready to ask reporters to come and cover said events or hear his message or whatever, I, I don't think that she, he should have his feelings hurt if, if no one then goes to do that after a policy of shunning the media or not wanting to do it. Again, that's his choice. Um, but just, you know, there are always consequences. And so we'll see how that goes. I don't think anybody really gained a whole lot of anything yesterday for Media Day. Uh, it's a fun part of Super Bowl week, I know, for some. It's another step in the process. We're just trying to get closer to the game, which I think at this point is going to be fantastic, especially after talking to the guests that we've had on Black and Blue Report this week, giving us just a little something different. And that's all we've asked because, look, you and, uh, and me and Daniel and everybody else, we can turn on the television right now and get all the, the, the storylines and this analysis and that, um, and a lot of it really is the same, and a lot of it has to just play out on Sunday. But here this week, at least in the Black and Blue Report, if we've been able to pick just enough people to give us just a little something different to think about, then I think it'll be a success, and I'll know a little something more than I would have um, without doing it when I go into the watch the game on Sunday. So that's our goal. Dave Pash will help us do that today, and David Wesley will help us get ready for Pelicans Nuggets tonight. Quick timeout, and then we'll bring in D-Dub in just a moment. I'm Tom Richards. I'm 35 years old, vice president of sales at a regional paper company. Six months ago, we decided to transition to one of those cool, collaborative open space offices. So now I sit in the open next to three other sales managers, which means there's nothing separating me from... <coughs> not getting Carl's nasty cold and missing a sales opportunity this winter? That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the Immune Builder Smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to stay healthy this winter. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Be at the Smoothie King Center to see your New Orleans Pelicans take flight this Wednesday, January 28th at 7 p.m. when the Denver Nuggets come to town. We're getting you ready for carnival season by giving the first 5,000 fans a free Pelicans tube can cooler. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party tips off the fun at 5.30 with music, inflatable games for the kids, and a whole bunch more. Tickets start as low as $13. Visit pelicans.com to get your seats today. Just something about the tradition of it all. Even though Fat Tuesday and Cash Crew scratch off from the lottery, you could be feeling like a king with up to $3,000 or even $12,000 in your back pocket. Stop and pick up Fat Tuesday and Cash Crew today. Now that's better than the good beads, baby. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. It is a Wesley Wednesday with that. David Wesley joins us on the Black and Blue Report. Pelicans and Nuggets tonight. David, I'm sure you spent a lot of your uh, your off day yesterday watching Media Day at the Super Bowl, right? I mean, yeah, right? No? What? I no, I no, I you know I had some I had some other things that I had to do, and uh, there'll be plenty of that going closer to the Super Bowl. Did you like talking to the media when you were a player? I, I did. I, I, I thought I had a pretty good relationship with the with the media. There's always once in a blue moon, there's always that guy that 
wants to stir up something or get something created. But I, I had a good relationship. I knew, um, you know, answer truthfully without giving up too much information. It was kind of a simple thing for me. And, uh, you know, I like I like most of the guys that, that, that followed the team especially. You just like fun conversation, I think, more than anything else. I, I did. And, and you know what? I didn't take it too serious. I think sometimes some athletes may think it's got to be uptight and serious. I mean, you can – they want to know from you. So you can show your personality, and if it's kind of clown, joke, joke, sometimes that clown, joke, joke can get you through an interview and you almost feel like you're just having a conversation, which is more fun for them as well. Good tip, good tip. Hey, you know, these teams these teams hire people uh, before every season, NFL, NBA, ML, they all do it. They always hire somebody to come in and do the quote-unquote media training for the season. You'd probably be a really good – you can make a little extra change, too, by the way. Um, you'd probably be good at doing that. I mean, if you were to say, here's rule number one and maybe even rule number two, what would they be? Well, like I said, first of all, be yourself. Okay. And don't try to solve your issues, the team issues, through the media. They don't need to know that. You keep that media. The media needs to know how you're going to win next game, how you're going to, you know, improve those kind of things. If you had a bad game, own up to it. You don't have to kill yourself, but yeah, you know, I got to be better. Simple stuff. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I just, I would keep it simple. And then I would say, again, you don't have to be serious. Give good answers, but you have fun with it. Have fun with them. Maybe even ask them a question. They might like it. That's why you fit in over here, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the homestand's been pretty good. 2-0 start to the homestand. It continues tonight. Um, that homestand, um, I think, in some ways, uh, got a boost or a lift by that win in Minnesota. Agree or disagree? I, I agree. And I think, you know, the last two home games have been uh, really good in that they're passing the ball. I think it all starts with Tyreek Evans. If Tyreek passes, the team passes. If Tyreek gets a little um, blinders on, more me kind of orientated, where he's, he's, you know, running and attacking and getting to the rim – then other guys are starting to feel like I haven't touched it in a while. They stop passing. So last two games, 28 on 40 made uh, field goals and 29 on 30, 28 on 39, something like that. So good ratio, good pass, and, and they got to keep that up. It's been, it's been fun to watch. Ryan Anderson told us on the radio the other night after their win over Philadelphia, a game they, I mean, just kind of they didn't have to walk through it, but you get the idea. Yeah. He did say, though, that with the four straight wins and the three games above 500, um, they're playing uh, at an all-time high with regard to confidence. Um, can you help us understand what fuel that brings to the fire, um, just that notion, that mental state that apparently they're in right now? Confidence allows you to come to the arena and, and instead of thinking we might win, we will win. Confidence says if we play like this, we're going to play with anybody in this league, which I've always said that when they play to their ability, when they're moving the basketball, when they're playing a little up-tempo, uh, they have enough guys that can defend enough to, to win games, they, they can play with anybody in this league, and I, and, I, and I firmly believe that. Now, we've also seen the other side of that, which without confidence and without doing the right things, they can lose to anybody in this league, which is, which is kind of ugly. And this team, Denver – is really unpredictable. They're as unpredictable as, as any team. They've, they've gotten beat by 43, and they've won by 35. So 
kind of a scary situation. Yeah, and um, here's the shocker. Uh, I kind of looked through a cynical lens. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so at this point, I'm excited about a four-game win streak, but yet I'm, um, I need to see more, I guess. Um, should, should that be the safe spot right now, or are you ready to say that maybe they've moved past some of those inconsistencies and have these four wins now got them to do the right thing one night to the next? More importantly than us wanting to see more, they have to want to see more. That's where the inconsistency is going to get better. They have to want more for their team. Yes, they've won four in a row, but if you look at the four teams they beat, you can kind of pick it apart and make it less than glamorous. But they have to want more. This can't be a four-game streak. They go, they say, finally. they got to say, that's a four-game streak. How do we make it five? Then after we make it five, we got a tough uh, – Atlanta, no, tough. Yeah, Atlanta. Well, Clippers, Atlanta. No, Clippers, Atlanta, OKC. OKC. Yeah. So you take those and you go, all right, now let's go get the Clippers. After that, let's go get Atlanta. Why not win all the games on this home stretch? They got to want more for themselves, but they have to be willing to do what it takes, and that's play unselfish basketball, play together, and not play that hero thing and want more, and, and, and they'll get more. Things are going pretty well for Anthony Davis right now. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. good. Um, not only is he an all-star starter, but his last three have just been unbelievable. So um, scout for me here for a second. What are other teams now trying to do to him? Have they changed anything from what they were doing earlier in the season? What's the latest how do I stop Anthony plan? The latest how do we stop Anthony plan is to try to double him. And in, in, in the games that I've watched, Teams have, haven't consistently, nor have they had the game plan, we're going to come out the gates and double them. Teams are starting to do a little bit more of that, where they're, they're, they're doubling for stretches. Not all game, but they're doubling for stretches. And I think that is something that could be problematic for Anthony Davis because he hasn't seen a whole lot of it. He doesn't necessarily play that great out of double teams yet because he hasn't seen a lot of it. But if I were another team coming in, that's what I would be thinking – you know what, we're going to double him, we're going to double him a lot, and then we're going to, you know, try to cover up behind it. All right, so the, the obvious easy answer to the question of how do you counter it is find the open man. But in a lot of ways, don't, not only do you want to find the open man, but maybe you want to get the ball back to Anthony, right? How do you do it? Well, it, it's a thing called repost. So you post him up, you throw it in, and when he throws it back out, you throw it right back in which the guy's already leaving trying to find his guy. It's hard to reverse and come back. So there are ways. Pick and pop, hard to double team. Get him out on the floor where he's um, – where you see Dirk Nowitzki a lot. You see KD a lot. Out, elbow, free throw line, elbow area. Those are the ways that you – one, you can see the double team coming, and it's hard to double team those spots. But, um, you know, that comes later. He, he just has to get double team and pass to the open guy. The open guy has to make – quick decision, drive it, pass it, throw it back to Anthony Davis. I know you've got a lot more homework to do for tonight's game, but what have you seen already in the matchups, Pelicans, Nuggets, does David translate to today? What's on your mind most about this game tonight? I, I think everything for me when, it, when a team like this comes in is the Pelicans. What are they going to do? I don't think there's anything over there that should concern them in a sense of uh, we got to do X, Y, Z for the most part, I think it's more what the Pelicans do as a team. It, you know, if they come out and play solid defense, push the ball, share the ball, share the ball is going to be huge. 
like I said, I don't think there's too many people that can that can beat them. So uh, in in looking at this Denver game, uh, as unpredictable as they can, believe they can come out and score 130. So if you allow them to do that, like Philly, like New York, you know, you just allow them to do whatever they want to do, they're going to come in your house and beat you. The Pelicans got to defend and got to do the things that, that works for them. David Wesley from Fox Sports New Orleans here with us on a Wesley Wednesday. We have him every Wednesday on Black and Blue Report. Uh, might I note here to end that you are on a really good streak right now of great ties on television. Uh, is, this, is this a confidence in wanting to dress better? Is this a wanting more, if we're going to relate it back to the first part of our conversation? I was just going to go back to that first part of the conversation. If you you got to want more, and I want more. And I got a new tie coming in today. Got a new couple of ties in it. You know, I've kind of thrown into the mix. So, you know, I'll see how they come off, see if I can match them all up and put them all in the right place. But we'll see. The longer the streak goes, this the harder it gets. I, it, it is. It is. It's a lot of pressure on me, I, and, I, and, I, and I work really hard at it. But, um, you know, all streaks come to an end. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what you think. Here's to a winning tie tonight and a win for the Pelicans. <laughs> Absolutely. More David, like a win for the Pelicans. Yeah, more importantly. David Wesley and Joel Myers, of course, tonight, along with Jennifer Hale on Fox Sports New Orleans. Tip-off is at 7 here at the Smoothie King Center. We'll be back to uh, talk a little more on this Wednesday here at the Black and Blue Report. Football's on our mind. There's a certain Super Bowl this weekend. Oh, who's winning Sunday? This is our only visit on Black and Blue Report. I'm, I, I think Seattle. I, I, you know, I think they're going to repeat. You know, my wife's from the New England area, and, uh, you know, I got to hear her mouth, and I got friends from that area, but I think I'm going to go with uh, Jim Eichenhofer in Seattle. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Jim was on yesterday, by the way. What? Yes. Yes. Now we better, now we better take the break. Yeah. Dave Pash next on Black and Blue Report. I'm Lisa Albright. I'm 36 years old. I had the perfect life. It was everything I ever dreamed about. Until two weeks ago. I was standing in line at the grocery store, leaning over to empty my cart when I heard it. Mommy, why are her pants too big in the back? And that's when it hit me. I'm wearing mom jeans. Never again. I will look hot in yoga pants. That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the new Firm and Burn chocolate peanut butter smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to get into those yoga pants. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Mardi Gras is just around the corner, and Shreveport Bossier City invites you to experience Mardi Gras in the Arklatex, starting with the Crew of Centaur Parade on Saturday, February 7th. Cap it off with the Crew of Gemini Parade on Saturday, February 14th. Check out hotels and other things to do at Shreveport-Bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Our next guest here on the Black and Blue Report is a network television play-by-play man for ESPN. He covers the NBA, college basketball too. But for our purposes here today, we will lean on his other job as play-by-play voice of the Arizona Cardinals. 
an avid coverer of the NFL and a resident of Phoenix, Arizona. That's Dave Pash. Dave, welcome in. I'm really glad you're able to join us this week. No, no problem, Sean. Thanks for having me on. Well, let's talk about the fact that you're right there. Um, what's Phoenix like here with the Super Bowl in full swing now? Well, I'm pretty far away from all the action, which is a good thing. Uh, it, it, you know, this time of year is busy anyway because you got snowbirds, you have people that have either second homes here or people that just come here uh, that are retired. They come here to get away from the bad weather. Uh, so that's that's been amped up. I mean, the airport has been packed, and I've just noticed more people on the streets and, and more cars, and the restaurants a little bit busier. But I, I'm still I'm further uh, far enough away from the action where it hasn't been too much of uh of an annoyance yet does does the community embrace an event like this do they really like having this yeah absolutely because of uh, what it does i think for the community it it, it gives people a chance to you know, obviously from an income standpoint you know it, it helps uh, the economy here and then it you know also it, it's a showcase uh, for later on if people decide that they eventually want to move here or um you know, again, a lot of people that have second homes out here, it's a real attraction uh, for people. And, look, it's a, you can't beat 80 degrees right now. It's supposed to be a high of 80 today. I think it's supposed to cool down later in the week. But right now it's just a, you know, a perfect time of year for people to be out here. There's no doubt. Can you imagine if uh, this was the year that the Super Bowl was going to be in the Northeast like it was last year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would have been interesting with travel uh, if, if it was in New York this week, no, no doubt. The, the folks here in New Orleans, uh, and, and I guess it's because they've done this now, I think, ten times, uh, they make an argument that there should be um, basically just a rotation of great Super Bowl spots. Um, would Phoenix want to be in that conversation? Do they, do, they, do they speak of that as far as, hey, let's make New Orleans, Phoenix, Miami, L.A., San Diego, something like that, kind of like the Super Bowl cities, if you will? Yeah, uh, they, they – you know, had the Super Bowl here, uh, the Patriots, giant Super Bowl, when the Patriots were unbeaten in 2008. So they want to be in the rotation, and uh, I think they'd love to have it here every three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been seven years, but I think they're they're glad that they've been able to put on a good show before and with uh, the stadium. And, and now, too, the area in Glendale has been built up since the last Super Bowl. So, again, there's there are a lot of reasons uh, to be out here, all the parties, all the uh, – uh, options that you have in Scottsdale, which is a little bit closer to, to Glendale where the stadium is, uh, for people to stay and things for people to do. Obviously, with the weather being what it is for golf, um, uh, there's just, you know, again, so many reasons to, to have the Super Bowl here, along with the fact that, you know, you've got a great venue and it's a, a great place for people not only to, to come just to watch a football game, but the other things that are going on. And, and for the players, too, I mean, it's really a great setup. Dave Bash here with us on the uh, Black and Blue Report. Dave, think about the two teams for a moment for me, and I know you probably saw more of Seattle than, say, New England, um, but what what strikes you most as we get ready for them to play each other this Sunday? Well, I think the fact that Russell Wilson has climbed into the conversation of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he's unique. He's not Andrew Luck or Tom Brady or Peyton Manning in terms of his style, but He's just as effective, and if he wins another Super Bowl, you've got to start talking about him amongst, you know, the Hall of Famers, um, even though he's so young, uh, because of his winning and the fact that you know he does it differently doesn't mean that he's still not a great quarterback. And 
his numbers are great, his passing numbers are great, and then you throw in the rushing total and just his intelligence and doing it at his size. Um, he, you know, there's so many reasons to like him. He, to me, is what stands out. And I think, you know, for Seattle to win, obviously he, he's got to play better than he did against Green Bay. Granted, those interceptions, not all of them were on him, but he, he has to, to outgun Tom Brady. And that's usually what happens in Super Bowls is your quarterback has to play better than the other. Mm-hmm. The NFC West was uh, fantastic. Arizona had a great season, of course, as you know from the front row chair there. Um, do you almost do you almost root for Seattle, Dave, uh, just because they're from that division or they were tested by that division to get to this point? No, I think it'd be hard for anybody out here to root for Seattle. <laughs> it's a pretty good rivalry, and you know the Seattle won here in Week 16 on a Sunday night to uh, keep the Cardinals from getting home field. The Cardinals would have won that game. They would have had home field. Instead, you know, they had to go out on the road. And with without your top two quarterbacks, that was a losing proposition. At least if you had a home game, you felt that maybe you could survive it. But hey, they got blown out in that game. And uh, I, I think people like Russell Wilson, but at the same time, it's it's hard for people out here to root for Seattle. When you're around a football team like you are um, on almost a daily basis, Dave, you learn a lot of things about what motivates guys, what's real and what's not real. I heard the conversation earlier this morning that this whole deflate gate scenario is going to galvanize the Patriots even more and give them even more of a little uh, a note of anger or whatever going into arguably their biggest game of many of their lives. Um, do you buy into that stuff or is that a little overblown? I, I think it's a little overblown. Um, I think it, it's a distraction. If anything, I think it hurts them. I don't think it, it helps. I think it, you'd be hard-pressed to say that somehow you can rally around this, um, you know, the world is against us type thing. I mean, maybe you can make that work. But the Belichick, that's not him. He, he's all about X's and O's. He's all about it. This is how you beat your opponent. I, I don't think he's going to give him a great speech, and I don't think Tom Brady's that type of quarterback that's going to be – all about hey they, they doubt us they don't trust us that you know they're questioning our credibility because look if there's some truth to uh, the allegations and these guys know it um, it's kind of hard to say hey let's let's rally around a you know a lie that our quarterback's telling or what our coach is saying and mm. I think a lot of people around the NFL still doubt whether this is accurate um, obviously somebody's not telling the truth the question is who is it that's a very fresh read on that I didn't think about that you know if 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 you are truly hiding something, how how does that eat at you? I guess like I uh, didn't think of it from, about it from that angle. Um, and with all that being said, you know, media day was there yesterday. Uh, it, it is the biggest game and everything else. Um, having been through it, Dave, you know, is there anything that these teams can keep normal or relate back to what they love to do on a normal week when they're trying to win a football game? Is that even possible? No, but I, I do think it helps that these guys have all been through this before, and. Um, you know, Seattle is obviously fresh in their minds, having done it last year in New England just a few years ago. So they, they've been through all this before. They they know what it's about. And you take on the personality of your leaders and, and Brady and, and Russell Wilson. They don't – this stuff doesn't get to them. And I, and I think, you know, that it's really not going to be an issue on, on game day. Um, I, I think what will be interesting is, you know, how – it just seems like lately it's, it's all about that first quarter who wins that first quarter, who plays best out of the gate. And uh, I think that's going to that's gonna tell us a lot. All right. And so with that being said, do you want to pick a winner for me? Who is better in the first quarter? I, I think Seattle's going to win the game. I really do. I, I think Seattle will pound them. 
I think New England defensively, I think there's still some questions. And uh, Seattle doesn't have the guys on the perimeter, um, and they don't have a weapon like Gronkowski. But uh, I do think that if they possess the ball and keep New England's offense off the field, they should win the game. You know, they, they should have beaten Green Bay without, you know, if there aren't those turnovers, that, that's not a game. Um, so, I, again, I think they're the best team. Uh, you go back to, you know, week six or seven when Bobby Wagner came back for Seattle, and that, that totally changed their team. They've been the best team in the NFL since then. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Hey, Dave, if you don't mind, put your NBA hat on for a moment. Um, who do you have coming up, and what do you think of the two biggest storylines in the league going into the All-Star break here in two weeks? Yeah, Sean, I got the Clippers and Spurs on Saturday night. Um, you know, yeah, the, the Hawks and, and Warriors, obviously, those are the two great stories. Warriors are uh, unreal. I mean, just must-see TV watching them play. And it's not just because of the way they play offense, but it's because of their defense. And then also the Hawks, uh, the surprise. I think we knew Golden State would be good, maybe not this good. But, yeah, the Hawks, they'd be doing what they're doing. Um, it's remarkable. And Mike Budenholzer, uh, he's a great Popovich disciple, and they're playing offense the way the Spurs play offense. And they're fun to watch. They went from you know a team that was maybe the most boring team in the league with an arena where you went and just there was no energy and people that, that were there were often rooting for the opponent. And I haven't had a game there yet this year, but they've been selling out and totally changed the dynamic of that city and, and how they look, how they view the Hawks. And that's pretty cool. You've got some journeymen on that team too. It's like you have all these guys that were picked in the top three. I mean, you got some guys that have bounced around, Kyle Korver being the main guy, and he's got a chance to do something no one's ever done, a 50-50-90 shooting from the field, three-point range, and free-throw line. And I, I don't know if those will be the two teams that are at the end playing in the, in the finals, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked uh, to do what they're doing and to continue to win consistently the way they're winning. They're the best teams right now. No doubt. Hey, you mentioned that they have so many of the quote-unquote journeymen. Is that why... Is that why, out of all the, the Greg Popovich disciples or whatever you want to call them, is that why Budenholzer's got them playing the closest to what the Spurs do offensively, quicker and better than anybody else who's espoused to be like the Spurs, quote-unquote? I don't know. It's a good question. I, I, I think it, it helps when the personnel is what it is. I think it fits what they do. You know, the other guys, you know, Brett Brown from, from uh, you know, the, that system who's now in Philadelphia, he just doesn't have the players. And I think Steve Kerr is doing a lot of what Greg Popovich does. So, you know, that, that's the tree. The two best trees in, in the NBA in terms of, of coaching trees are the Popovich tree and the Riley slash Van Gundy tree. Uh, you look at all the assistants uh, that were under either Pat Riley or Jeff or Stan that are head coaches and then the Popovich tree. And, you know, one is really about offense. One's really about defense, although that's not to say the Spurs aren't, aren't a good defensive team because – you know, they changed offensively over time, and I think that's one of the things that makes Pop so great is that, you know, he adapts to his talent and if he thinks it'll help him win. Another good point. Hey, I didn't mean to keep you this long because um, I know you're really busy, but I, I got a two-for-one out of it, out of it, <laughs> the NFL and yeah. the NBA. So. Yeah, good, no, good stuff. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me out. Yep, and we'll get, the, we'll get the Clippers ready for you. We see them on Friday. You get them on Saturday. So we'll uh, we'll get you some good story out of that somehow, somehow. <laughs> way. Uh, good, yep, Dave Pash with us on the Black and Blue Report. Real valued guest. We appreciate his time, and we'll be back to wrap things up in a moment.
Pelicans fans. Be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Well, I hope uh, you, like me, uh, gained a little something from our guests today, David Wesley and Dave Pash. Our thanks to them. And uh, thanks to you for joining us on this Wednesday for the Black and Blue Report. The podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans uh, is what we like to refer to as no appointment radio. We'll get it to you usually midday on weekdays, and then it's yours uh, to do with uh, what you would like. Uh, I don't know, maybe today it's a treadmill day. Maybe you catch us on the treadmill or on the way home, and uh, we'll hope to be a part of your day tomorrow as well. We'll have more Super Bowl prep to take care of, and we'll hopefully be recapping a Pelicans win over the Denver Nuggets tonight. By the way, back home again on Friday against the Clippers, um, that's going to be a big, big game. I have a feeling, and I have a feeling it will be a four-game win streak going into that game. Um, Yeah, five-game win streak. Excuse me, I'm losing track. Um, and so tickets might be hard to come by. If you'd like to come see uh, Davis and the Pelicans take on Paul and the Clippers on Friday, you might want to hustle up today. Call 504-525-HOOP. There's also a couple of ticket specials worth taking advantage of at pelicans.com. I would, again, do that if you can today. Enjoy the weather. It's supposed to be great the rest of this Wednesday here in the Gulf South. Those of you listening to us up in the Northeast, we're thinking about you. Hope things uh, go okay. And with that, we'll say goodbye here on this Wednesday from the Smoothie King Center, the home of the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report. Thank you.